Praise the Lord. A very good evening to all of you. And it's been a long, long time to come on a Saturday to preach the word of God. And thank you so much for coming. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The hymn was going, come to the altar, then father's arms are open wide, then has been bought. Okay, that's exactly what we are going to study there. Hallelujah. First thing is that we study, uh, that we were singing is, come to the altar. Is God calling us all to the altar? Yes. So let's close our eyes by the time they set up things. Loving Father, we thank you, we praise you, Lord. This evening, Lord, you have called us all over here on a purpose. None of us have come by chance. Oh Lord Jesus, we have come to hear from you your living word that has power to change our lives, that has power to change everything in our lives. So here we are with our hearts open, ears to hear your voice and to follow you. Take control over each one of us, O Spirit of God. Have your way in our midst. Take away every distraction. Take away every unbelief. Take away anything and everything that is hindering us from receiving the truth. Father, thank you that you have given me this opportunity to stand in your name. To speak what you want me to speak. Nothing of me, everything of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. So there we read, oh come to the altar. This evening we have all gathered here and the question is, what is the reason why I have come to this altar? What is the reason? Because in that song I was watching, Jesus is calling. Jesus is So what is the reason why Jesus is calling? Hello? You are singing that song, isn't it? Can you put it, Jesus is calling? Okay, let's go through this. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Why? Because forgiveness was bought through Jesus' blood. Praise God. How was forgiveness bought? Now, we know that God's word says that God created Adam in his likeness and image. That means Adam was not God, but he was like God. And this Adam made a decision when Satan came and spoke to Eve. Did Eve speak? listen or receive a truth or a lie. Lie. Now, the lie was spoken in such a way that it looked like a truth. And in the same way, Eve took that very lie, believing it a truth, and spoke to Adam, and he too received the lie, believing it as a truth, and from then on came the downfall in human race. Is that agreed? So when Jesus came, he came for what? 
he came to rescue man from lie by revealing the truth so when the father is calling us to the altar he is calling us with his arms open wide to expose the lie of the enemy so that only when the lie is exposed and the person makes a decision to say no to the lie and yes to the truth then only the blood of jesus cleanses you and brings forth forgiveness there is a difference between a sin and a sins sin is the nature by which i rebel against god when god created adam he created it with uh, created him in god nature but the moment he rebelled against god believing the lie the sin nature came into adam and because of that sin nature he became a rebel and the action by which he disobeys god is called sins so sin is the nature the action is because of that sin nature let me give you an example i got a dog and i got a pig i give them both a good shampoo bath and then i allow them to play when i come back after one hour the dog will jump on me and lick me what what about the pig he will go back into the mug why is the pig so comfortable in the mug because that is his nature so adam's nature was godly till lie came into him and when he believed the lie the sin nature came into adam and because of that sin nature adam by default and the whole human race by default having the sin nature is now committing sins so when jesus walked into this planet earth he was sinless because there was no man involved in the uh, conception and therefore he was without sin nature so one man sinned and the whole human race came under the power of sin so every child that is born from a mother's womb is born in the kingdom of darkness by default and that's why we get the child baptized so that the child is snatched out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of god hallelujah so when jesus came he not only came to forgive us our sins but very important he came to destroy that sin nature in us so when god is calling us to the altar he is not only calling us uh, to receive blessing but blessing is by default he calls us more on a purpose so that we get cleansed by the blood of jesus but that cleansing can take place only if i know the truth hallelujah hallelujah let me give you an example god spoke to adam you shall not eat the fruit of this tree the knowledge of good and evil the day you eat it you will die 
Did he speak to Eve? No. Now when Satan spoke, did he speak to Adam or did he speak to Eve? Eve. And what did he say? He said, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely not die. So that means, whenever Satan speaks a word, that word will always be contradicting to God's word. So how will I know what is the truth and what is a lie? Eve got deceived because she did not have first hand information. She got the information from whom? Adam. So also in our life, do we have first hand information or information from somebody? I don't know. Okay, how many of you believe that God gives you victory? Come on, lift your hands up. Hey, what about the others? How many of you believe God gives you victory? Now, you raised your hand because you had second-hand information. Now, let me show you the first-hand information. You got scriptures? Okay, give me 1 John 5, 4. Up to what time? 10? Eight is last. Eight thirty. Nine. Because you see, I have not even started preaching. Because if I don't lay the foundation right, we will go back home the same. Come on, quickly. Ah, read, read. For whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our God. Ah, all this time I have heard people say that God gives me victory. But now I am having the first and information from the written word of God that says, when I was born from my mother's womb, I was, I was empowered to live a defeated life. But the day I got born again, the Spirit of God came into me and destroyed that sin nature in me and gave me a God nature in me so that through that God nature, now I can understand the truth and the truth is what is going to set me free. And when I understand the truth, that truth, I agree to it. I respond to it. I take a correspondent action to it. That action is my faith and that faith gives me victory. So now all those who lifted your hands, was that a lie or a truth? It is a lie and that's why we keep blaming God, you did not give me victory. And God says, I am not the one to give you victory, it is your faith that gives you victory. Are you understanding? Now, 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 after listening to this and having the first hand written scripture, now my question is, do I agree with it? Or do I go with Mr. So-and-so said, Mrs. So-and-so said? Because whosoever says does not matter. What matters is what God said. 
So when today God is calling us to the altar, He is not calling us to feel good. He is not calling us to get some healing. He is calling us to the truth. So that the lie is destroyed. And the moment the lie is destroyed by the truth and the person agrees to the truth, the person is clenched. The person is victorious. The person is able to face his trial and live a conquering life. Either I can be a victor or I can be a victim. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, today, when God has called us, can you just write down and then we will study quickly? Is that okay? I like to give writing because after we go, it helps us to have great life. Hallelujah. So, write down, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling us To be purposeful, to be purposeful about digging, digging into this cleansing, this cleansing, this cleansing with him with him. Praise God. Say that purposeful. Have you ever heard people say this person purposely comes and insults me? This person deliberately does this. That means even if my emotions are negative or whatever, I deliberately want to do it. In the same way this evening God is saying, the Father is saying, I have invited you to this place so that I want you purposefully dig into the cleansing that comes through Jesus Christ. Can we give the Lord a big hand for that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now let's see the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Uh, before we go, just put that, before we go there, listen, who sets you free? One, God, the truth, the preacher. So this evening, what have you come for? Healing, blessing, or the truth? Fantastic. Fantastic. And you know the truth and apply the truth. No demon in hell can stop you from getting what is yours. So it's not the preacher. The, what's the preacher's job? Preacher's job is to show you the truth so that you all your life chase the truth and never end up chasing the preacher. Amen to that? Good. Please read that. For by grace, for by grace, are you saved through faith 
and that not of yourself, it is, it is. So how many of you believe you are saved by grace of God? Nobody, very good. And how many of you believe you are saved by your faith? Nobody. Come on, don't confuse us, brother. You know, when I go out, people say, you keep confusing, you keep confusing. I want to ask you, supposing I ask you, don't get annoyed. You all know each other? Who is he? Okay, not husband, no? Okay. Now there's one punch I'll get. Okay. If you get up in the morning and I ask you a question, are you a man or a woman, what would you say? But I say, you look like a man. Will that confuse you? You still say, I am a woman. Come on. That is your confidence. And remember, the Bible always speaks about confidence. Now you said concerning worry and fear and everybody said, I always had this question, Lord, there are people who are saying that confessing uh, confessing wisdom and guidance and worry and fear 50 times a day and still their life is messed up. And the Lord gave me an answer and he said, any married people here? Those who are married. Did you get a baby only with one with a husband or there should be a husband and wife? That also they... I think those who are not married, they will answer me better. So, only when the husband and the wife, they come together, physically, then only the conception takes place. In the same way, the scripture and your confidence, when they come together, the conception has begun. So just because you spoke the scriptures a hundred times doesn't mean the conception has taken place. Conception takes place with confidence. Hallelujah. Okay. For by grace, say that grace. grace. The meaning of the word grace is that God, you, if, you, if you can write, please write it. God is always, always, always willing. God is always, always, always willing to use his power. God is always, always use, uh, willing to use His power, His ability, His power, His ability on our behalf, on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. Even though we, even though we don't deserve it. So what is the meaning of the word grace? Grace is all that Jesus has finished on the cross and he said, it is finished. Now, most of the time, do we focus on what Jesus did or do we focus on what we do? Hello? Hey, come on, talk to me, please. That's the biggest problem. If our mind is full of what Jesus did, then my response to him is my faith. Do you want God to bless you? That's where you went wrong. 
let me show you see 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 today we are being exposed of the lie of the devil how many times are you sitting there and saying god please bless me many a times because you can see that there are many things going wrong in your life might be okay and you are praying and saying god i prayed so much but you never showed up and there comes frustration because now the enemy is saying you got less faith you got less faith you need more faith let me ask you a question have you ever seen uh, the bangalore you don't see fishermen but do you think fishermen are educated people no so do you think that peter james john and all of them were highly educated people no what about the pharisees they were they were they were so compared to the pharisees the disciples who had more scriptures who had more knowledge then how come when the fishermen opened their mouth it worked and when they opened their mouth it did not work you know the devil is a deceiver he will keep telling you you need more 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 knowledge from the bible let me ask you a question you brought a hindu man for the first time he knows nothing about jesus and he's got some problem in his leg and he sits down there and you also got some problem in your leg by the time the service is over he got healed and you did not get healed have you ever noticed that hey i'm asking you how come he gets healed and you don't get healed jesus never said listen listen jesus never said i've healed you he always said what your faith has healed you so you mean to say you got no faith and he got more faith yeah you know what's the difference whatever he heard when the word was preached he grabbed it like a rottweiler who grabs the bone nobody can get it out of his mouth is that right so what works is not many scriptures you knowing what you know how much deep do you know it how much confident you have in knowing it and that is what produces result the disciples when jesus taught and after the day of pentecost they were extremely sensitive to the word of god and they hardened their heart to the situation but what happens to us we are extremely sensitive to our situation and we have hardened our heart to the word of god that's why we always have worry now i asked you do you want god to bless you and you said yes now you are saying that because you are looking at your works and grace is all about jesus is works so let's look at jesus is works give me ephesians 1:3 
please read that. Blessed be God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bless us, who will bless us. Now, now, God has blessed you based on your work or Jesus' work. But what are you talking? When you talk about your work, you are on a lie. When you talk about God's work, you are on the truth. Hello? Because the word says, I'm already blessed. And blessed with what? Every spiritual blessing. Through whom? Through my works or through the works of Christ? No, no, no. If you had 100 rupees and you went to a restaurant, you had 100 rupees, how much will you place an order? Within 100. Can you place an order of 200? Because you know what you have. In the same way, when you know you are blessed, you live a life of a blessing. Now, 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 what is the meaning of the word blessing? Come on, do you ask God, God bless me? Yeah, what's blessing? The word blessing comes for the first time in the Bible in Genesis 1.22. Can you put it fast? God blessed them first and then he said, be fruitful, be multiplied and have dominion over all things. So first is what? Blessed. So what is blessed? Blessed means to be empowered to win. Empowered to get God kind of result. Empowered to bring God's ability in your life. And Ephesians 1.3 says, God has. God has. But what is our, what is the devil saying? Oh, need more blessing. So God is rationing people. You know the difference between God and man? When God gives, he gives himself completely. So by grace, have you been saved? By grace through faith. Just put that Ephesians 2 8. For by grace are you saved through? So grace is what God has done through Jesus. And faith is, faith is my response to what Jesus has done. Hello? Are you there? So if I get salvation by grace through faith, how do I get healing? Hello, how do I get healing? Grace through faith. How do I get blessing? Grace through faith. How do I get prosperity? Grace through faith. How do I get protection? So I cannot operate by faith unless it is covered by grace. So in any given situation, the first thing I must find, what is God saying about this situation through Jesus? So what you just said concerning worry and fear are 
promises that Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross and that is a free gift. It is our inheritance. You don't sweat it. You receive it by God as a gift. Now when you respond to that in agreement, when grace and faith, they meet together, the result is supernatural manifestation. Let me give an example. Is there anybody here who is a Catholic? I'm asking. Anybody baptized? Anybody who is a Catholic baptized having hands? You laughed? Let me ask you. Oh my God, why is he asking? Do you have hands? Okay, I'll prove to you that you don't have hands. Listen, listen. She says she has hands and I will prove to her that she has no hands. Can I? Can I? Okay, give me Mark 16. I have not yet started preaching. This is only the foundation so that you understand what is God calling us for. Mark 16 verse 16. 16 onwards till the end. Let's all read it. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Are you baptized? Congratulations. You are saved. Next line. Next line. She is already saved. Next line. Come on baby. Next line. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Then they shall take up And if they drink deadly, any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And when they lay hands on the sick, they shall die. My question to you is, do you go and lay hands on the sick? Honest answer. In your life, how many people did you lay hands? Five, ten. In uh, I don't want to ask your age because I'm told never ask a woman her age. Because when you ask her age, she becomes old quickly. <laughs> I never knew that. It's in I, it's not in the scripture, but doesn't matter. Okay. Now let's say you are forty-five, fifty. Okay, fifty. In fifty years, you laid hands on ten, twenty. Why? How much of grace has God wasted? What is it? 1 Corinthians 15.10 or 2 Corinthians 15.10? Just check it. 1 Corinthians 15.10. Ah. Look what he's saying. By the grace of God, Paul is saying, I am what I am. And his grace that was bestowed on me was not in vain or has not gone Wasted. So can grace go wasted? Yes. Can grace go into profit? Yes. Can grace be wasted away? Yes. And he says, I labored more abundantly than they all. And the labor that I put in was not my own. It was the grace of God. Now, let's take an example. Is the promise of God same to everybody? 
So is the grace given to everybody the same? Yes. But is everybody using that grace every day the same? Why not? Because of my own unbelief. If only we understand the promise of God, what Jesus did for us, every one of us have power to destroy cancer, to destroy incurable disease. But the question is, do I believe based on my works or do I believe based on his work? And because we are taught to believe on our works, we are struggling all our life and we never see results. Today Jesus is calling us to his altar so that the lie of the devil can be exposed. Tonight before we leave, I'm going to call people who have never prayed over anybody all their life. And through those hands, we will show you amazing signs and wonders. Why? How are you so sure? I'm so sure because the word says so. My confident is not on me. My confident is on that word that gives me the grace. And all I have to do is agree to that grace with my faith. I can come for a meeting like this for a whole year. And I don't understand the truth. I can sing that song, come to the altar and be cleansed by the blood of Jesus and still live a defeated life, a miserable life and never see manifestation. But if I understand the truth, the truth will set me free. Most of the time, what are you feeling? I should feel some tingling and then I know the power has come. As long as that is your understanding, you live a defeated life. Because feelings don't remain the same. The truth is the same. And a person who don't rely on feelings, but on truth, lives a victorious life. Is that clear? So how, are, how am I saved? I am saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now how does this work, grace through faith? How does a person destroy the lie of the devil and gets victory in his life? Okay? Let's go and see how do you destroy a lie? Because once you learn to destroy the lie and establish the truth, praise God, your life will begin to change. Amen? Hallelujah. Give me... Romans chapter 10, verse number 9. 10-9. Please read it. For if, for if thou shall, for if thou shall, if thou shall, if thou shall confess what? And shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be. So how does a person get cancelled from hell to heaven? Which, do you, which one do you think is the greatest miracle of all? 
when hell is cancelled and heaven becomes your eternal home. And the Bible says, all that that person has to do is believe in the works of Jesus on the cross and he has to open his mouth and confess it out of his mouth. And confess what? That Jesus who took my place on the cross, he died for me and I make him the master of my life. Satan, I renounce you. You have no power over me. When Jesus died, I died with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. When God raised him from the dead, he raised me and that's why I'm born again, a new creature, a new creation. When a person confesses with his mouth, believes in his heart, not based on his emotion, but based on the truth, that very moment, less than a fraction of a second, the power of God takes over and the person gets born again. When a person gets born again, the first thing that the person does is, he gets hungry for spiritual things. Because spiritual things can never ever be understood by a person who is not born again. So to get born again, God gives you grace. And he also gives you another gift called faith. And every one of us have been given the same measure of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how does, now this is the greatest miracle and this greatest miracle, the devil can't stop you. If he can't stop you from getting saved from hell to heaven, can he stop your healing? Can he stop your deliverance? Can he stop your protection? Can he stop your prosperity? He cannot stop anything that is your inheritance. But he, God wants commitment. Say that, commitment. What is commitment? Hello, God wants commitment. What is that commitment that he wants? Listen, my friend, no matter what situation you are in, no matter how deep you are in a pit, I've come to tell you, look, look, look at this. I think it's Psalms. Psalms 37, if I'm not mistaken. You know, you changed my topic after that song. Thirty-seven four. Psalms thirty-seven four. Because when you sing that song, come to the altar, the Father with his arms open wide. Forgiveness of your sins has been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now that to actually manifest in your life, this is the truth. Now, please read that. Delight yourself also in your spouse and your spouse shall give you the desires of your heart. Can I ask the married people, where do you delight the most? A graph, a graph of a piece is always corresponding to the mood of my spouse. The day you understand that your peace doesn't come from your spouse, your joy doesn't come from your spouse, 
everything is Jesus, the center of my life. The day you make Jesus the center of your life, now your love walk with God is extremely strong. And when your love walk with God is extremely strong, what's the proof? Your love walk with others becomes strong. If this is not strong, then you can never love this way. And to make this strong, God allows certain people to come into our life who challenge our love walk. And that's why the Bible says, delight, I'm excited. Excited in what? In the Lord. Excited in the Lord means the Lord is the word that became flesh. I'm delighted, I'm excited about the word of God. Just as I eat my uta in the afternoon. Did you eat? Breakfast? Did you eat breakfast? That's why the noise is coming. Okay, you ate the breakfast. Then did your stomach start working? And your stomach produced calories? And those calories you are using? Night time, are you going to eat uta again? Because of empty. Praise God. Now you will eat and go to sleep. Who is working? Your stomach. In the same way, now what you are listening is the word of God. It's also a uta to your spirit. And when you are eating with your ears the word of God, your spirit is taking that word of God which is the truth and converting into an energy called faith. So how much uta do you eat? That's why he says, a person who delights in the uta called the word of God, then the desires of his heart begins to change. If you still have carnal thinking, carnal desires, the reason is your spirit is still like Somalia. Have you seen pictures of Somalia? Those people, your spirit is still, what do you call Malnutrition? Malnourished. 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 Okay, praise God. You are no big words. Hallelujah. So, look into your neighbor's eye and say, what's the condition of your spirit? I'm not talking about your body. Your body is very healthy. I'm talking about your spirit. You know what the Bible says? Put the probes 1814. If you got an amplified, is the amplified there? Yeah, put the amplified one. 1814. And we'll come back to this. A strong spirit. Say the strong spirit. So there is a strong spirit, there is a weak spirit. When a person is not eating the word of God, the spirit becomes weak. A person in depression, weak spirit. A person who is offended, bitter, weak spirit. A person with pride, ego, weak spirit. A person full of jealousy and making troubles, weak spirit. A person with strong spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, faith. It's a person who is producing fruit of the spirit because the spirit is strong. So a strong spirit of a man sustains him 
in bodily pain. A person can get into a physical sickness or physical pain or any kind of things that are coming against him. The strong spirit will give him victory. Or any kind of trouble. But a weak spirit or a broken spirit, who can raise him up? Even if somebody comes and says, Don't worry, everything will be fine. That alalelulu will only give you emotion, but it will never make your spirit strong. What makes your spirit strong is feed yourself with the word of God. Eat more and more word. Take your take a week off and say, God, I'm going to eat your word for the next seven days. Cutting off everything. That strong spirit will kill and destroy the work of Satan. As, as you see in the hospital, they give you saline. Is, huh? Ivy. Yeah, Ivy, Ivy, Ivy. Okay, okay. So, so also you take Ivy, the word of God, and plug it here. Take a earphone and plug it. And now when Blossom is talking, she's saying, Hi brother, can I hear her or can I hear the word of God? That's why earphones are very, very uh, good to get IV from, the, from heaven right into your spirit. So if you know people with depression, listen, if you know people with depression, I challenge you, tell that person to plug into your ears and play only one track of the word of God, preaching, preaching, preaching of the word of God, one track and let that person listen to 50 times. By the time the person is listening 50 times, he knows what's the next dialogue. The very thing that he knows what's the next dialogue is because that word has entered his heart. And when the word has entered his heart, that uta will be converted into faith. And when faith works, my God, fear has to leave. Depression has to leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. The doctor can give medicine to the body, but no doctor in this world can give medicine to the mind. The word of God is a medicine to your mind. Battles are won, battles are lost. Condition to your mind. If you are victorious in faith in your mind, a strong spirit will give you victory. A weak spirit in your mind. Your mind and your spirit, they don't agree. You will live a defeated life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, shall we start now? Uh, oh, we were delight, 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 delight. After this, we'll start the topic. Psalms 37, 4 and 5. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Then, you know, all these years, I was so deceived by the word commit. What do you understand by the word commit? Don't give me one word and that too more difficult than the previous one. Give me to my level. Huh? Unwavering. What, what is commitment? Richard, are you committed? Every Saturday. Commitment. 
dedicating yourself for something. So that means you are not going to give up. You are going to be doing it over and over again. Now all this time I was understanding commitment is when I respond with my work. Hello? Like I've given a date, sister, I'll be there. That's my commitment. Like you go to the office, that's your commitment. That is what the worldly commitment is all about. But when God speaks about commitment, it is so different. You know what is commitment? How many of you want victory all the time? You must be committed because see what it says. Uh, just put the fourth one. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the 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 how many of you want desires coming from God? Okay, at least now at least lift your hand up here. You don't want desires sister? Yeah, yeah. Now, now what about the desires are so good and they never come to pass? What happens? The desire was only a dream. Never came to pass. Now he shows us how can you bring that desire to manifestation. Look at the fifth verse. It gives you the answer. Commit. Commit. Now, 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 now. We just now learned how does a person get salvation? Huh? No, no, no. After that in Romans... Confess. Confess in your mouth and believe in your heart. How do you get your healing? Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. The promise is on healing. How do you get deliverance? Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. How do you get protection? That commitment is, no matter how much the pressure, Lord, I am committed to still speak what your word says and a person who gets committed in that will see the desires of your heart manifested in your life. What a conjuice clapping man. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? According to the word of God, has God already finished from his side? Yes. Now what's the battle? The battle is Satan knows that God has finished it. Satan also knows that it is written in the word. And he also knows when the word of God is preached he comes at once. Why does he come at once? To take the truth out of that person. He is so much vigilant that the truth should not enter the children of God. Right? Now the only way the devil can keep you from experiencing the desires that God has given to you from manifesting is the same way he did in the Garden of Eden. What does Jesus say? Put John 10.10 10 and we'll come back. John 10.10, 10, what does he say? Come on, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. No, no, no. How does the thief do that? He will never come and touch you. Because he cannot touch you. 
but he can do the same what he did in the garden of eden he has to come and give you lies so what's the battle the battle is satan giving you knowledge of the world day and night so that you are injected with the lie and live your life with that lie depressed victim destroyed and jesus says i have come to give you life and he said my word is spirit and life now the question is the battle is in my mind is it my situation my circumstances people's words or 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 any other thing or the word of god that's the battle and when god is calling you to the altar he is calling you because our mind is full of lies and he's calling you to the altar so that coming to the altar he will preach the truth from a preacher's mouth and when you listen to the teaching you will go home and say hey of the whole day i spoke a thousand words out of that 950 were lies i spoke what i saw i spoke what i felt i spoke what i could hear i spoke that and i did not speak the truth what god has promised me so what is your commitment your commitment is never the work your commitment is laboring to fight your mind to renew it and speak the truth that's your commitment how many of you agree with me when the holy spirit will come he will show you your mistakes he will show you your wrong actions come on that's where you went wrong again he's saying every time he is asking question the question is tricky listen i'm not asking a question to point finger to you i'm asking you question because we were thought wrong and that's why we are all the time saying holy spirit tell me tell me now let's say what, what is the ministry of the holy spirit john 16 john 16 verse number 7 is it interesting or is it boring it is so practical that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free nevertheless i tell you the truth jesus is telling his disciples i am telling you the truth it is more advantage for you that i go away for if i go not away the comforter will not come to you and if i depart i will i will send him to you who him to you and who is he the holy spirit so what is the holy spirit mission what is holy spirit mission to heal me because the topic is this <laughs> okay 8 8 8 8 8 8 and when he is come he will convict prove 
reprove the world of of sin or sins. Sin or sins. What is sin? And what is sins? Action. So he is not going to convict you of action. He is going to convict you of the root. Sin, righteousness and judgment. Okay, nine, 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 nine. What is that sin? What is sin? Hey, what is sin? So in other words, when Adam ate the fruit, was it sin? Or when Adam accepted the message, was the sin? So the Holy Spirit is going to give you what? He's going to show you the action or is he going to show you the lie? Are you understanding? Because every action is based on thinking. What you think, that thinking will make you do the thing. That's why Jesus said repent. Why is he saying repent? Repent doesn't mean change of action. Repent means change of thinking. So what does the Bible do? The Bible helps me to change my thinking. Now, let's say a person has got an addiction. What will be his thinking of that addiction? Will he be strong in that? Absolutely strong. Will, is he a slave? Absolutely a slave. Now, he, he, he wants to come out, but can he come out with his willpower? No, he is a slave. So how does he come out? The word of God is the truth. And he begins to inject his ears with the word of God and begins to confess and believe. Confess and believe. Confess and believe. Confess and believe. What happens when a person confesses and believes the word of God? He receives salvation. He receives healing. He receives deliverance. He receives everything of God. So what's the process? Hello, what's the process? Confess and believe. Let's say you're not believing. Let's say you're not believing. But you're confessing and confessing and confessing and confessing and confessing and confessing. What is happening to your ears? They are hearing. And when the word is heard by your spiritual ear, going from the natural ear into your spiritual ear, that word who is alive goes like an antivirus, searches for that root of addiction and kills it from the root. Are you understanding? Hello? Are you getting that? Or was I too fast? Got it? Praise God. Hallelujah. See, if you are trying to say, I will not do it, you will go and do it. But if you keep on saying, Lord, your word says so and so. Your word says so and so. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And you're focused only on the word, on the word, on the word, on the word. The word will go and deliver you. And that's why the Bible says, when the sun sets free, you are free indeed. The sun is the word of God. The word that became flesh. Hallelujah. Is that clear? So shall we begin now? Why is God calling us? I don't know why you all take song before I come. Every time you change the topic. Praise God, doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Write down. 
the grace of Jesus, the grace of Jesus cleanses our soul. The grace of Jesus cleanses our soul after we get saved. Okay. Grace of Jesus cleanses our soul after we get saved. Okay. So if a person has got A, B, C bad habits and he wants to be free, he needs what? First, grace of God. Grace of Jesus. Because grace, I, what did you write? Grace. You wrote the definition. Grace is, God is willing to use his power, his ability on my behalf, even though I don't, even though I don't, just like a student who failed in for five marks, the teacher gives grace. Principle. Is that right? The teacher gives grace and passes. But I am your loving student, okay? And I need only one mark for distinction. Will you give me principle? She's smiling. She's not saying yes or no. You are ready to give her five marks because she failed. Oh, okay, I failed. <laughs> She's looking at me. Okay, I failed and she wants one mark for distinction. Will you give her? See? You see? She loves me. She gave me five. She did not even give you one. Why is she not ready to give her? Because grace is only given to those who are disqualified. Is there anybody here who has committed sin? So we are all qualified to receive grace now. Because we have failed. So the next time the devil tells you, you have committed sin, you say, thank you very much for reminding me. Now I am qualified for grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, now, how does a person get grace? 2 Peter 1, 3. Quickly, quickly. 2 Peter 1, 1, or 2 Peter 1, 2. How does a person get grace? Now, a person has got bad habit, 1, 2, 3, and he wants to be delivered from that bad habit. He has been trying with his willpower. He ends up doing even more. So now, grace of Jesus will save me, deliver me, and cleanse me. Praise God. How does he do that? Grace and peace be be how? How? Hello, how? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay, I'm not going to tell you who the person is. The person is sitting here and this person I'd met might be about five years back. And the term WhatsApp had just come in and you know all these children were chatting. And in that chat, this person said, I love Satan. He is my Lord and he comes and talks to me every day. Do you know what happened? There was no chat from the other side. The whole group Shant. And this person is talking all about Satan and no news. And I came at night to see what was the chat, a group chat, okay? And I'm reading all that and they, after that not a one person talking. So I put a private message to each one and I said, 
this is an opportunity for you to see how the spirit of God will work. But one condition. If you copy paste the scripture, there will be no power. Because you are just copying and pasting. The scripture has to come from your heart. You have to type any scripture that you know. Any scripture that you know, type it by heart. I sent it to all of them privately. All these children got ready. And they began to type scripture after scripture. All that they had learned by heart. After two minutes, the person who was ruling over the group began to plead, stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm being tortured. This person went through pain. But the one thing about that person was, that person wanted to be free. It was not that the person uh, wanted to worship Satan. But right from childhood, the person was offered. Okay? The person began to study the word, build up, renew the mind. Day and night listening to the word, there would be extreme torture going on. And as this person went on and on and on, the person not only came out, but today the person is living a victorious life. Grace. The mistake has been done. There is no person on this planet who has not done mistake. Every one of us have done mistake. But the good news is, no matter how much mistake you have done, the grace of God is much more than what sin has brought into this world. Amen. Amen. So, we need grace for cleansing. And what is, where do you get that grace? Through the knowledge. And where do you get this knowledge? From the first hand or second hand? Hello, which one do you want? If it is second hand, you are not sure if it is a truth or a lie. But if you get the knowledge that comes from the written word of God, this written word of God is called as Logos. And when this word of God is planted in your heart, confessed out of your mouth, planting, confess, planting, confess, that's when the person begins to hear the voice of God in that word of God. Hallelujah. If you stay too long out in the sun, will you get tanned? In the same way, when a person is speaking the word out of his mouth, believing in his heart, his spirit gets tanned, his mind gets tanned, and when you get tanned with the word of God, Satan has to run. Because this tanning, this one will make your skin dark. But when you get tanned by the Son of God, you begin to get enlightened. The light begins to shine and darkness begins to run. Hello. Hello. Might be our color is dark, but our light is shining brighter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Only those who are dark began to clap. <laughs> and those, those who are fair are looking at it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, that, that's why it doesn't matter whether you are dark or white or whatever. But praise God, the word of God in you will shine. Praise God. So grace of Jesus cleanses our soul. So how do you know you are going to be victorious? How many of us want good health? Manifested, I'm talking about manifesting good health. I'm talking about good things happening in your life. Come on. What about the others? They are saying, if I lift my hand, it will be a problem. No, no, no. I'll give you the answer. What? 
give me third john verse 2 they don't want to lift their hands but this is what the word of god says is god going to prosper you no is god going to give you good health no is he going to do good things in your life no 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 and when many of you will be saying i better go out of this place listen look look the written word of god first hand information beloved i wish about all things that you may that you may prosper and be in good health even even so you come to the altar but your soul is not being cleansed with the truth you go back home the same i always say you can sing a hundred songs and still live a miserable life and a person can come and get the truth cleanse his soul through the knowledge of god and live a victorious life you might be singing the song but when you are singing the song and i catch two lines i can't go further from that line because the whole thing begins to open up why because the truth is what gives you the victory so if your soul is sick what the meaning of the soul is sick the soul has been deceived with unbelief has anybody ever got worried so when a person is worried will he have good health or bad health if the if the person has got faith will he have good health or bad health faith is when the person mind is renewed to the word of god fear is when the person mind is opposing the word of god so who is in charge of your life so your future is in whose hand god hand thank god hallelujah thank you jesus okay write down is it good yes very good sin nature sin nature does not have sin nature does not have a right a right to control me sin nature does not have a right to control me but i have to allow but i have to allow jesus is entry jesus is entry to the places jesus is entry to the places in my heart jesus is entry in in my heart to make me free to make me free from those lies to make me free from those lies so before i was born again sin nature dominates my life but the day the gospel is preached that is god offering the grace i paying attention to what was being preached begin to believe in the gospel which has no physical evidence but the evidence is the written word of god so the moment a person makes a decision to believe from seen to unseen what is given in the word of god the person 
begins to see the greatest miracle of all, he gets born again. So when he is born again, the sin nature has been destroyed and God nature has been planted only in his spirit, but his mind is still the same. Give me 2 Corinthians 5.21. Have you come here for the first time? You came in January because I'm looking at you. You are like a sponge. Every word that I'm speaking. Okay. For God made Jesus. For God made. Say that made. Again. God made Adam in his likeness and image. But when Adam disobeyed God, he became a sinner. His action, by his action he became a sinner. Right? But here, God made Jesus to be the sin nature who knew, who knew. So he made him sin for us. So he took our sin nature, planted it to Jesus. And what did he do? So that we might be made we might not become, we might be made, what? So Jesus, God took Jesus' righteousness and planted in our spirit and now we have the very nature of God in our spirit, but our mind or our soul is still corrupted. Hallelujah. So now where's the battle? The battle is the mind. Hallelujah. So that's what you wrote. Sin nature does not have a right to control me now. Why? Because I allow Jesus. Now that word Jesus. Jesus is the word that was made flesh. So when I say Jesus, it means the living word of God. So when I allow the word of God to to get rooted in my heart, then that word brings freedom from the lies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how many of you believe that God will give you victory? Who gives you victory? Now what happened? Because you saw that and I asked you the same question, you said no, all this time I believe God is the one but now I understand it is the promise of God. When I agree to that promise, it is my faith and my faith in God's promises, what Jesus did for me on the cross is what makes me victorious. So what happened to the lie? Destroyed. How many of you believe your future is in God's hand? Nobody. But before you walked in, you had a lie. That my future is in God's hand. Because when I have that lie, my future is in God's hand, I'm saying, if my life is messed up, it's you God. So because it is you, I'm not responsible. But when you understand the truth, the truth says, today, whatever has happened, I am responsible. And through that responsibility, I can turn my life around and turn it into victory.
सुरेश भाई खड़े हो गए मेरा टाइम खत्म ओके ओके आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू स्पीक एनीथिंग एटलीस्ट यू कैन राइट डाउन द नोट्स फाइव मिनट्स नोट्स ओके If the truth does not live in every area of my soul if the truth does not live in every area of my soul that is my mind my will my emotions my emotions then jesus does not live then jesus does not live in every area then jesus does not live in every area of it next line the more i wash the more i wash in the water of the word the more i wash in the water of the word of god the more i wash in the water of the word of god ephesians 5:26 the more i'll hear him speak the more i will hear him speak in my personal life the more i hear him speak to me to me on a personal level on a personal level next paragraph the word that is the sword of the spirit the word that is the sword of the spirit works two ways works two ways one one to fight my battle to cut out the things cut out the things that does not belong to my life cut out the things that does not belong in my life in my life hebrews 4:12 if i don't have god's word in my heart if i don't have god's word in my heart and invest time and attention if i don't have god's word in my heart and invest time and attention in reading it if i don't have god's word in my heart and invest time and attention in reading it then then 
I miss out the basic truths. I miss out the basic truths and freedom. I miss out the basic truths and freedoms. Example. God clearly shows us God clearly shows us God clearly shows us in the scriptures God clearly shows us in the scriptures how to remove bitterness God clearly shows us in the scriptures how to remove bitterness and unforgiveness We just have to read it. We just have to read it and do it. Read it and do it. Okay, praise God. I want one person suffering from arthritis. Because I'm told arthritis is incurable. Can I get one person suffering from arthritis? You also got? Come. Do you pray over people? Okay. Is there anybody who has never laid hands on somebody and prayed? Ravi? That was deceiving. Come, come, come. Come this side. See, the time is running out. Come on. I want one person who has never... What about you, brother? Have you... You pray. What about you? Come, come, come. Come soon. Give me Psalms 22, 14. Now, let me tell you what is arthritis. Arthritis? To pray? Okay. Okay. Arthritis is when the cartilages the cartilages are worn out. Correct? It is a part of that body organ which has been eaten up. It is totally damaged. So arthritis cannot be healed. It can be only arrested. So now we are going to do the impossible. And what's the impossible? That cartilages are going to be formed in the next three minutes. And they will experience zero pain from now on. Hello. So, it, it all, now, now, we learn grace and faith when they come together, there is manifestation. Did we learn that? Okay. Whatever the scripture says is grace, what Jesus did. And now will be my corresponding action. Do you believe Jesus died on the cross? Do you believe that when Jesus died on the cross, okay, do you believe when Jesus died on the cross, all his bones were out of joint? When you look at Jesus on the cross, does it look like? When you look at the statue, does it look like? No. 
But the Bible says, every one of his bones were out of joint. Now, all that you have to do is believe. So Jesus' bones were out of joint, so that your joints will be healed. Are you following? So, your damage cartilages is taken by Jesus on the cross and his healthy cartilages are replaced right now. Are you ready? That's what is the operation going to happen now. Hold a hand. Hold a hand. Close your eyes. Hold a hand. You got this patient. Don't take her patient. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. Concentrate and say this. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. For teaching me. For teaching me. Grace. Grace. And faith. And faith. When they come together. When they come together. There is always a manifestation. There is always a manifestation. I got born again. I got born again. Believing in the gospel. Believing in the gospel. That you died for me. You took my place on the cross. You took my place on the cross. You suffered for me. You suffered for me. You were buried. You were buried. And God raised you from the dead. And God raised you from the dead. I believe, Lord Jesus. I believe, Lord Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. My God. My God. And my Savior. And my Savior. Right now. Right now. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Psalms 22. Psalms 22. Verses 15 says, on the, cross, on the cross, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you took all our sickness, you took all our sickness and disease, and disease in your body. In your body, the Bible says, the Bible says, all your bones were out of joint. All your bones were out of joint for us. For us. Right now, I believe. Right now, I believe. Jesus. Jesus. Your perfect healthy body. Your perfect healthy body was broken so that, so that from, those wounds, from those wounds your healing power, your healing power flows, into the body, flows into the sister's body recreating, recreating the cartilages, the, cartilages the, bones, the bones the joints the, joints, the nerves, the nerves muscles, muscles tendons, tendons ligaments, ligaments cartilages, cartilages by the power of your spirit. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That this great miracle. That this great miracle. Creative miracle. Creative miracle. Has taken place. Has taken place. Right now. Right now. You said. You said. All those who believe in you. All those who believe in you. When they lay hands on the sick. When they lay hands on the sick. In your name. In your name. They shall recover. They shall recover. I thank you. I thank you. For this creative miracle. For this creative miracle. That has taken place through my hands. Through my hands. I, believed it. I believed it. I confessed it. I confessed it. And it is done. And it is done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now what, what, what problem you had? Yeah, go ahead, Ben. No pain? Okay. Slight pain, you keep saying thank you, Jesus. What, what was your problem? Mine is osteoporosis, like uh, brittle in the bones, like. Okay, now do something that you could not do. Okay, but now check it out. Is the pain there now? Okay, now close your eyes and say, 
close your eyes and say, thank you, Jesus, I'm healed, and keep on concentrating on that. Listen, stop thinking what the doctor said. Start thinking what the word said. Come on, go ahead and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your bones were out of joint. Your bones were out of joint. So that. So that. My bones. My bones. Are completely healed. Are completely healed. I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. Right now. Right now. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. You raised Jesus from the dead. You raised Jesus from the dead. You raised Lazarus from the dead. His organs were dead. His organs were dead. And they came back alive. And they came back alive. In the same way. In the same way. My bones. My bones. Are completely healed. Are completely healed. Right now. Right now. Amen. Amen. Now keep saying thank you, Jesus, and come on, march. Lift it high. Take care of the wire. Yeah, lift it high. Come on. Lift it high and keep saying thank you, Jesus. Keep saying thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Now what, what do you find? What do you find? How much? I think I'm going to keep thanking no, Jesus. No, no, how much is it gone? Uh, 90? 80? See, 70. 70, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and authority that you have given me, I curse this infirmity right from the root. Lord, thank you that you are the God who heals. And you have given us the authority that when we speak to the mountain and command it to get out of the body and we fall into the sea and not doubt in our heart, but believe what we said, you said we shall have whatever we say. This is my confession of faith, Lord, that you, Almighty God, has said it, that your bones were out of joint so that her bones are healed. Lord, if there is any bitterness or unforgiveness right now, the sister makes that decision to forgive. And as she has forgiven, O oh Lord, she receives a miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Now march faster. Much better? Okay, how much is gone? Some amount. Most of it is gone. Lot of it is gone. Now this is your homework. Next Saturday, will you be coming here? Yeah, next Saturday we have a meeting here. And please come and testify. Now, for the whole week you are going to say, Thank you Jesus, my knees are completely healed. Okay? What about you? Come in down. So that's what you have to do. Commitment was what? What was the commitment? Confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. So when they are confessing and believing what the word says, the healing is 100% guaranteed. So the challenge is, the mind is saying, I still got a pain. And faith says, I'm healed. Which one am I going to be sensitive? Praise God. Father, we thank you, we praise you, Lord, for this great teaching. And I thank you. Praise God. Hold this mic. Say it for two minutes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. 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 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm completely healed. Now, what do you find? I'm healed. I believe I've healed. No, no, I'm just saying about the manifestation. Yeah, it is much better. And I'm going to do that even after I go home. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, you are teaching us to fight. When our soul prospers, Lord, you said all things will go well with us. We will be in good health. And we will prosper in everything. Father, thank you for teaching us the battle. Satan trying his best to inject lie. The truth says by your wounds we have been healed. Father, thank you for calling us to this altar where not only we are forgiven, but everything has been purchased by the blood of Jesus by sacrifice on the cross. And we come to this altar, O oh Lord, to renew our mind, to destroy the lie that has been like a stronghold in our mind and receive the truth that sets us free. We thank you, we praise you for this te beautiful teaching in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just read that scripture and we close down. Uh, John 8, 30, 31, 32. We'll just read it and we'll close down. As Jesus spoke these words, as Jesus spoke these words, as Jesus spoke these words, so when, 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 when the words are spoken, those words have power to make you believe. So as Jesus spoke these words, many believed on him. Then, then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, if you, if you, if you continue in my pain or in my word, in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Then, and you shall. So when will a person know the truth? Continuing. Continuing in what? Confessing and believing. Confessing and believing. Confessing and believing. The truth will make you free. God bless you. Good night.